Hello everyone, welcome to Market Talk again from Catering Insight and Food Service Equipment Journal. We took a bit of a break over Christmas, but we are back with a bang. We have a really stellar lineup today. We have Cyrus Todiwala, who is the internationally renowned chef patron of such amazing restaurants such as Cafe Spice Namaste and Mr Todiwala's Kitchen. And we also have the wonderful Ian Phillips, who is the deputy MD of Regaled microwave oven so thank you very much for joining us today guys um i'll start off with you cyrus um it was announced in november that cafe spice namaste sadly is is uh, shifting from its current location in kind of tower hill in central london so can you kind of take us through why that particular decision was made at that time and, and how things are going because you guys are moving at the end of this month i believe yeah moving yeah so we are closing at the end of this month completely and we move in uh, february as much as we can movements yeah. already started it was not a decision that we had to make we were forced to make that decision <clears throat> because uh, our building was bought over by a new landlord in january of last year and almost okay. immediately he began the process of throwing us out so he wanted the building for his own use and uh, whatever it is that he does, I, don't, we, I mean, we don't know what he wants to do. But uh, so the process began, there was a bit of a legal challenge, but we would have lost a lot of money. So we decided to back down and uh, finally move from this, our home for the last 25 years. Yeah. So it was not just COVID that did it, because in most cases it's been COVID. With us, it was more to do with the landlord's decision to not renew our lease and hence uh, we had to buy some time but in march came covid and destroyed everything destroyed business destroyed every opportunity that we could have had to make some money for the move so unfortunately we move on a penniless situation at the moment but uh, we are looking forward to it so i think uh, in one way it's one door shut and a very beautiful door will be shut and hopefully some other doors will open that may not be as uh, uh, great as this building or as uh, why as point for choice as this building gave us yeah <laughs> into so, locations that are more tight but, uh, <laughs> we have to move it's, it's just simple we have yeah. to move yeah I mean, so have you begun the process of looking for another premises have you found any other one nearby so we have an issue is that because we have a small central production unit in this building being that we had a good size and that supplied all the other four restaurants. That uh, means that we now have to look for a restaurant and we've got to look for a location where we set up a kitchen that can then keep cooking food for all the restaurants. Because of the kind of cuisine that we do and the standards we maintain is extremely difficult for us to keep the same level going all over. So we have located a restaurant we haven't fully signed the lease yet there are a couple of uh, how would i say glitches in there but it's looking positive we found a good landlord who wants to work with us he's very keen to work with us in fact he wanted us in his building so there is a little bit more of a balance there it'll be much much smaller it's going to be half the size of cafe spice but i think it'll be good because it'll mean that we can establish it quickly and gives me a chance to do all the other things I get involved in. And we have also located a site for the new kitchen. Once again, we found some good landlords there. 
The location is beautiful and Ian knows my uh, demonstration area, my academic kitchen. There's a proud uh, Panasonic screen on the wall there. So we have to re-establish the academy as well. Right. The academy will move as well as the, uh, as well as the uh, production unit. And so lots to do because it's very difficult to do two things or three different things at the same time. So I'm bombarded with emails all the time, meetings all the time. And uh, one person asks a question, I get confused between that question in this location or the one near city airport where we are moving as well. But it's uh, hopefully what we need is good support. I hope we can find some money because that's the most difficult part at the moment. And um, if we get support from manufacturers, equipment installation, etc., 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 it always helps. So I haven't done much on that front because I feel bad to ask, but I hope we get a good deal from the builders and the designers and everybody else. Sure, Cyrus, we'll probably return to your um, kind of plans for the move and, and how you might see the kitchen aspect of that planning out a bit, a bit, a bit later, um, just to bring Ian into the, the conversation. Um, Ian, you joined up with Regale having sort of spent um, working for Panasonic previously. You joined Regale back in February last year, I think officially, just a few weeks later, first national lockdown, the coronavirus pandemic. Presumably yeah. it wasn't, <laughs> the new role didn't start the way you intended. I mean, <clears throat> 20 years at Panasonic going along quite nicely and six weeks after I leave, <laughs> the, the industry just collapses. I, I don't think I'm responsible, but it felt that way. Coincidence! <laughs> It, it it was incredible. I mean, obviously, the, the, the way the industry has just been decimated. Uh, you know, Regal, as an as a independent wholesaler of, of multiple brands, was supplying such a wide, or we felt we were supplying such a wide part of the industry. But in fact, when we then analysed it, mainly, of course, microwave cooking is, we're looking in the, the pub restaurant type is, is where the business is. And that just shut down, as you know. Um, and so we, uh, we were hit very hard. Um, we made a profit last year, which is something to be, I think, incredibly proud of. Um, especially because our year ends later. Our, our year is the end of June. So March, April, May, June were all part of that first lockdown, of course. And, and we still managed to, to be profitable, all be reduced. Uh, we've been open all through the lockdown, uh, albeit on a skeleton staff, but we haven't been shut for a single working day. Um, we've invested quite heavily and quite early on, we recognised what was going on here and we had the, um, the building COVID, like early doors, so the screens between the desks, sanitizer automatically dispensed uh, all over the place and very strict rules one-way systems around the building, etc., just to try and keep the staff as safe as we could. Um, so we've been open every day. We're still offering next-day delivery. We were in a fortunate position that we had an awful lot of stock in the warehouse that was paid for, which gave us a strong financial position to move forward from. Um, and uh, it's been really interesting, actually, to see how the business has changed from the standard 18 litre microwave that's everywhere, whether that's Panasonic or Sharp or whatever brand, to 1,000 and 1,100 watt machines that have taken over the marketplace 
um, as they're going into the Nightingale hospitals and COVID test centers and, and the market for, for our products has, has totally changed. And does your, is your portfolio now reflect that? And has it, has it been straightforward to source the, you know, the, the type of ovens you need to meet the demands of the market? Not at all, not at all. Uh, we, we've been fortunate in that we're obviously the importer of our own brand. Um, and of course we have to buy by the container those containers were already ordered and arriving at the right time um, and where other brands have run out of stock we've done very well out of that actually if the truth be told um, but no whichever brand you're looking at i mean uh one brand decided to move their factory in the middle of it so they had three months without production which i guess would have been planned for ages to be fair um but that didn't help them so it, it's been it has been difficult and uh of course everyone still wants a great price indeed indeed um so uh, coming back to you cyrus um let's say uh, in terms of uh, the moves of the new setup for your kitchen what would be what would you be looking for in terms of support from the equipment suppliers uh, how are you intending to engage with the supply chain on that side oh, it's difficult at the moment i lots of people that i knew have moved on to different uh, areas a couple of people have come to my aid which has been very good one of them has been mr paul anderson from myco Okay, so the moment he heard of the plight and we are moving, etc., he immediately came back and said, I'll give you something for your new restaurant. So when you count the sum, you're saying, oh boy, great, 5,000 pounds saved. <laughs> See, it's, it's like that. And uh, so it's been, it's, it's been good. I mean, we are going to be using some of the stuff that we have. Of course, it's not going to be useful everywhere because some is aged, some is old. Some of them... I'd rather not take with me because it will cause me more problems than good. But uh, it, it's a very funny stage that at the moment, very few people are looking at new, new businesses and I have to look at two new businesses, unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately, whichever it is. So uh, what other thing happened was that some of our regular customers, they sent out a plea uh, to all our database and uh, this started a ball of people wanting to put money for the Cafe, Cafe Spice moving fund. And you'll be surprised, nearly 45,000 pounds has come in from our regular customers. Wow. Nice. wow. And that, that is helping us to, of course, clear the place out, pay for all the stuff to be removed, put some deposits down where it's needed. And uh, banks are not helpful at all, which is, a, which is expected because they don't want to know businesses at the moment, particularly within hospitality. So it is posing more serious problems than one would have. And with having no trade at all last year, you can say nearly a million pound of business is wiped out, you know, that we would normally have done. So, yes, it's going to be a challenging time, but then... I'm not the one who will sit and twiddle my thumbs and say it will happen. No, we are going to work towards it and we're going to see if it happens. I mean, if uh, anybody comes forward and says, Cyrus, have sat, have that, have that, I'll be more than happy. You know, it's like that. And I've done that in the past for people because 
equipment manufacturers have used us as a base to do experimental work for combination ovens and uh, things like that. So they can use that data to encourage other people. And then being in the location where we are, it helps them to bring people in to store the equipment in operation. So <clears throat> sometimes that partnership works, which I would really welcome if it happened. So I have no problem with people walking in to see something being used and us answering questions about what we do with equipment, etc. So, mm. yeah, fingers crossed, it'll all go well. <laughs> Excellent stuff. And uh, the other thing that COVID really has um, disrupted for you is your um, Zest Quest Asia, the the uh, culinary competition for, uh, let's say, uh, up and coming uh, chefs to try and learn about Asian cuisine. So can you tell me a little bit about how you've adapted that? Because uh, usually there's a gala night at your uh, Hilton in, in Heathrow, but uh, at the moment, obviously we can't do that. So you've kind of moved that online a little bit, haven't you? Yes. One of my sponsors is on the same interview at the moment. And I hope- Yes, indeed, Regales uh, sponsors it all the time. I mean, both Regale and Panasonic. So when Ian was in Panasonic, he put a lot of effort into Zestquest Asia. He did an amazing job by taking the winning team to Japan and they saw the Panasonic uh, factory operation in action and that has led to three of them actually working in Asian cuisine now. So which is a huge achievement and Regal has been also from day one been uh, one of our very very proud sponsors. So what we have done because somewhere around April, May I started getting phone calls from all the colleges that we work with. Now we work with 110 colleges across the country. And they said, Cyrus, can you please, chef, just give a talk to my students. They are demotivated, they mean demoralized. They're having all sorts of mental issues because they have given up education to join hospitality. And now they see their futures being wiped out. So I spent a lot of time all those months doing live classes for them. Uh, doing uh, demonstrations, just talking to them, motivating them, having open talks with the students and the tutors. And then we launched a competition online just for juniors, just for those under 20 to see whether they could produce something Asian oriented and we have a small prize and um, we give them some vouchers, but of course they can't use the vouchers. They can't come for dinner with their families because there's no rest at the moment. But we'll always honor it, of course, wherever we move. But so that kept it going. That became so successful that I get started getting emails from various other heads of departments saying, can you not do a senior competition? Can you not do something else? So we've launched a competition just this week, last week. And it's called the Zest Quest Asia Winter Challenge 2021. And uh, we are working with Tilda Rice again one of our core sponsors and we are going to do two sets of things one is that they can produce anything they like with an asian orientation from all the way from turkey to japan so they got 89 countries in between and one one main course or one dish has to be rice oriented now one of our very key judges and now he has become a partner. We've appointed him as the director of our foundation, the Todiwala Foundation. Ian, uh, sorry, uh, he is uh, Murray Chapman. And Murray is at the moment talking to all the colleges one by one and seeing what, how we can motivate the students to take part. 
So we have already got 55 colleges who want to be very seriously involved with the competition. Bigger problems for us because I have to find more prizes and more <laughs> gifts from people to do it. But that's okay. We, we, it's great for the students and it's great for us. So ZestQuest this year, since we cannot do a proper competition, has to be online. We will do a final in different colleges where a host tutor will see the student working but maintain the distance and whatever else, if we can do it. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully it will take off to something else and then we have something else towards the middle of the year because this is finals are in March and then we may do a summer one and fingers crossed next year we can do ZestQuest Asia properly again. The, the problem is that because of the difficulty everybody's in, we can't ask our sponsors to contribute money at the moment. We also understand that they all must be in financial restraints. So we do our best what we can with the small resources that we have got to keep going. The ultimate aim of the foundation when we thought of ZestQuest Asia was that I want to create a corpus of cash so I can help poor students to go through education. And that was the whole meaning of starting up the foundation. And through the foundation came ZestQuest Asia and our approach to people like Ian and others who if they then keep contributing, then if we can save some money from each year's contribution, we build it up. So for example, last year, that means 2019 before the mess took place. No, last year meaning 2019, not 2020. So a couple of the colleges said, Cyrus, if you can just pay for their train fare, they will come to college. So we bought train passes for some students, which were quite expensive. We can understand that many of them couldn't afford if they're living outside London to come into London colleges. And so things like that we can do if we have small amounts of money. And uh, what, what else we want to do is there are some who want to study, but their parents can't afford to send them to the colleges. And hopefully we can give a bursary. And uh, so I just hope ZestQuest Asia keeps growing from strength to strength and we can motivate more young people to continue their journey to success. Yeah, it's a, it's a great cause and it's really, it's, it's, it's really nice to hear you outline how, you know, how, how, it's, how it's benefiting those people. Um, Ian, I'm going to come to you in a second. Just quickly, one for you, Cyrus, returning to the business. How, how has takeaway and delivery gone for you? Wrong location, very bad. Very, no. very bad. Our area is not a takeaway area because we compete with very cheap restaurants in our area sometimes on the takeaway front. And, uh, but we have started doing chill boxes. So we launched a new website called MrToddyWala.com and we are offering people right across the UK chill boxes which have taken off and uh, we have stopped, we have not promoted it much because we still want to learn from experience. So hopefully we will push them a bit more. We can offer a wider choice of menus than most people can and it's straight to your door overnight delivery. So you book an order, the food is packed, chilled, DPD pick it up and they deliver it to the next day. Very simple instructions to reheat the food and make it uh, enjoy the meal. And uh, next week, of course, because we do a thing every month called the Greedy Pigs Club, and uh, which has become very successful. And we always did the Burns Night in January to raise money for the soldiers' charity. So both of which got cancelled, but we had a lot of bookings. So we are doing a Greedy Pigs Hamper now, next week. And 125 people have books. I don't know how we are going to cope with that. I just don't know how we are going to cope with that because they'll all get a box for two 
and uh, then I will run through the process of reheating, talk about the histories and everything else, and then wish everybody goodbye from Cafe Spice. Fantastic. Good luck with that. money for the soldiers' charity. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, an interesting development this week, uh, publicly announced for Regalia, is obviously bringing the um, the Winnie brand into the into the yes. UK, which I know you've been working on for a while. Now that this is kind of from the the guys that make the Daewoo microwaves, is that right? So it's a yeah. Um, so the the story here is that that Daewoo was imported into the UK around eight years ago between two wholesalers. Regale was one of those, and then. Because of the technical backing of the staff that we have and, and the technical director in Regale, Barry Clark, is a very smart guy, really understands not just how to fix microwaves, but how they work and why they work. And he was able to work with the factory very closely to make it better. So, you know, the, the oven was, was built to a level um, and, and it had some faults in the early days and it needed to have better components and stronger hinges and this and that. And uh, really, down to the work that we did with them, when they decided to go to a sole importer, I think it was quite a straightforward choice. But what I'd like to make clear is that even though the oven was branded Dayu, it was never manufactured by Dayu. Dayu as a business went bankrupt years ago. Um, and an entrepreneur bought the brand and then was able to sell that under license. If you wanted to make something, and you wanted to put a brand on it, you paid them a percentage and, and that's how these things worked. Um, and basically the factory fell out with the brand owner over, over costs and charges. So they decided to launch their own, their own brand, which is the Winnie brand. Right. So the important thing is that the, the oven is exactly the same oven, except we've made further improvements. So for example, um, all of the ovens now come with an LED light. Now, initially you can say, well, is that such a big difference, Ian? Do I need such a bright light in a microwave? But you know, yes, it's brighter, which is great. Yes, it costs less money to run. It might be small amounts, but it's less. But the thing where it really counts is that the light will last longer than the oven, however well you look after the oven. So, if anyone's ever had a light bulb go on a microwave and called the engineer, they probably had a shock because no manufacturer covers a light bulb. And all of a sudden, to have a, a light bulb put in your oven, you, you've got a 70 pound call out for you, 299 part, and suddenly that's expensive. Um, we fixed that. So, from that point of view, it's just really where you've got such experience in the business. Uh, between the two directors and or two owners and myself, you know, well over a hundred years of working in this in this business, um, of understanding what's going wrong and how we can fix it. And it's really the one thing I've noticed from coming. You know, I've never criticised Panasonic. I love working for Panasonic, but like any corporate, they move very slowly. Um, you you want to introduce something new there you're turning a super for a business the size of the girl we're in a little speedboat and we can make changes very quickly so so really with Winnie, we looked at the market and the market is all the same you know whether you look at the big brands panasonic or sharp whether you look at all the chinese copies um and, and, and let's leave those brands alone 
they're all making the same thing an 18 litre 1800 1900 watt oven with a three-year warranty where service engineers go go out and you, you pay your money and you take your choice and we really wanted to offer something different so our cavity is bigger um, as you know, Regal are the inventors of the microsave liner, which is going so well for us. People are really understanding the money you can save by actually having that liner in the oven and keeping it clean. I know Cyrus has them. Um, and, and, but the problem is if you cook in a half gastronome container, with all of these ovens, they're built to take a half gastronome container. So you put the microsave inside, and then you can't use the half gastronome container. Uh, our cavity is bigger, so actually there's plenty of room for a half gastro, or actually even two one-third gastro, so you can go up to two-thirds, um, and, and still have plenty of room for the operator to get their hands in and get hold of the container full of hot food, etc. So that's great. We, we aim to have a, a good quality oven at a reasonable price, but with a very different after-sales service. This is key. So the warranty is different. Everyone's offering three years. Uh, we deliberately offered 12 months. And then that allowed us to reduce the price. So now people have a choice. If you want a three-year warranty, you're going to buy the brands that offer that. If you don't want to spend that money, if you feel that actually your staff look after your oven or with a microsave liner, you don't need that then you have a choice which you never had before the other key thing is the is the warranty um how we actually repair the ovens so currently your oven goes wrong you ring a service engineer if you're lucky someone comes the next day maybe two days um fingers crossed they've got the parts on board to fix it otherwise they're going to have to come back if you're in the middle of town maybe they come quickly if you're in the middle of Cornwall or Wales, maybe they don't. Our service is we've invested in a in a fleet of flight cases, and actually the people ring us to say the oven's gone wrong. There's a telephone triage because do you know what? If you've got a blocked air filter because your oven is sat next to a deep fat fryer, um, the fault code will tell us that. We can talk the person on site through fixing that there and then, and the oven's back and working in 20 minutes. Um, if it's beyond that and we can't do that, then a quick assessment over the phone of the condition of the oven. We make sure we send something better by flight case, arrives the next day, they put their oven in it, that comes back to us. They keep the one we've sent them forever and that, the one that comes back simply gets turned around and ready to, to use again. Um, if anyone's unhappy with the one they get, then we'll turn it around. So it's just different. We're offering something different. Um, and already, uh, as you guys kindly put into your publications, we've already won a, a very nice order with COVID test sites based on, on what we're offering. So it's been a fantastic start. Excellent, excellent stuff. We are now approaching the end of our time together. So I'll just do one quick question for both of you now. Um, what is your mission for 2021 in terms of your business? How do you hope to uh, survive and hopefully thrive uh, throughout the year? So Cyrus, I'll come to you and then Ian will finish off with you. The mission, the mission is first to set up the new business and of course to concentrate on what is working at the moment, but also that we are hopeful that after the vaccine 
starts taking its rounds and confidence in the public builds up, we should be able to sail through this year. It won't be very successful, I know, because people will still be hesitant to pour out into restaurants and other places. But I think the thing is, first and foremost, for us, it's a big challenge to re-establish the business. And that is going to be the core, I think, uh, mission at the moment is re-establish, rekindle, make people aware that we are around and come up with new ideas. Perfect stuff. And, and for Regale, Ian, what's the business mission this year? Sure. So obviously the successful launch of Winnia is very key for us in the UK, but also uh, to establish ourselves in the USA with Microsave. So we started this and started working with people out there literally when I joined. And then obviously COVID hit them as hard as it hit us. So the, the USA is a, is a massive market for us, a real opportunity. Uh, and the brands that are sold there, we already have the tooling to make the, the liners for those brands. So it's a, it's a massive opportunity. We already export into across Europe and Australia. So the USA is our, our next big market. But Claire, can I just chuck something in quickly? Because I think it's key. Cyrus mentioned it earlier, and, and I think it's a, a real um, plaudit, if you like, to the work that he's done with ZQuest. So when I was at Panasonic and we took the winning team to, to Japan to see restaurants and to work in Japanese restaurants, and Cyrus said, see the factory, the three guys that went, Cyrus has already mentioned, are working in Asian cuisine. But actually, following that trip, one of the lads who was the quietest on the trip, um, up, up sticked, and Peter went to live in and work in Japan. So that opportunity would never have happened without that competition. You know, he never would have gone to Japan. He never would have visited those restaurants and all the things that he did and worked out there. And that's completely changed that young man's life. Um, and, and I think this is the sort of thing that, that maybe people don't get to hear. And it's all because of what Cyrus created in that competition. Well, that's thank brilliant you. and so well done and thank you guys thank you very much for taking the time to uh, join us today and uh for everyone watching there will be another market talk next week but in the meantime thank you and goodbye <laughs>